0: Welcome to another interview at Animal Cafe. Each Monday, we offer a new podcast with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals. Check our website, AnimalCafe.co, for upcoming interviews and more. Welcome to another episode of Animal Cafe. This is Animal Cafe staff veterinarian, Lori Houston, and I'm joined today by Jillian Myers. Jillian is a certified pet CPR and pet first aid instructor, and she's the owner of a company in Los Angeles called Healthy Paws, L.A. So, Jillian, please introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: My name is Jillian Myers, and I am the owner of a company called Healthy Paws. We are located in Los Angeles. And what I do is I'm an instructor of pet first aid CPR and care. Um, I, I teach these classes all over Los Angeles and we also offer professional pet care services such as pet sitting and dog walking to um, pet owners on, on the west side.
0: And how did you get involved with teaching these the uh, first aid classes, Julianne?
1: Well, it was kind of, it came about one fateful day, you know, I, um, I had always considered myself a conscientious, conscientious pet owner. Um, and I, uh, back in October uh, 29, 2007, um, I took my perfectly healthy seven-year-old uh, dachshund named Diego, took him in for a routine teeth cleaning. And when I picked him up, I knew something was wrong with him, and I said something to the vet tech, and she says, oh, he's just coming off his anesthesia. And, you know, I'm thinking in my head, okay, well, she's a professional and I'm not. So, you know, I loaded him into my car and went home to my dad's house. And all the way home, I kind of just had this feeling that just, you know, he just didn't seem like he normally seemed when I had picked him up from teeth cleanings before. You know, usually he'd be a little groggy. And that he was just out of it, you know. And... um, so I get him home to my dad's house and my dad takes one look at him and he says, He doesn't look right and I was like, Oh, don't say that. So we called the vet and um, the first call went into their voicemail because when I had picked him up they were way, way, way way more booked than they'd ever been any other time that I'd been there. Um, so I called again and this time a vet tech answered and she you know, I told her that he just didn't seem right. So he told me she told me to uh, give him an antibiotic, and I said, you know, he can't even swallow water, you know. And uh, so she says, well, let me talk to the doctor. Call me back in five minutes. And so I did that. I called back in five minutes, and the uh, vet tech said that the doctor said to bring him on in. So I got into my car and I started to back out of the driveway, and I thought, you know, I better have my dad drive so I can hold Diego, you know. And thank goodness I did because halfway there he went limp you know and I had always planned on taking a pet first aid class you know I I knew these type of classes existed but life got in the way you know and so I didn't know what I what to do when I needed to do it and uh you know I blew in his in his mouth which is not the right way and and he he just stayed limp you know And, and we were still a good 10 minutes from the uh the vet's office, so my dad starts running red lights, and I started doing the, the whole bargaining with God kind of thing, and we get there, and they worked on him for about a half an hour, and he died, so, oh pardon me, I, really <laughs> I always get a little choked up when I tell the story, because, you know, I relive it, and um, so because of that, I, uh, when I got, because I was actually on vacation when, I, when all of this happened, visiting my family back in Indiana, and so when I got back, my priority was to um, to learn a, a CPR class, a pet first aid CPR class. And I became an instructor so that no one has to go through what I went through, you know. I mean, had, had I known then what I know now, you know, would I have been able to save him? I don't know, but I know that I would have recognized the signs that he was in shock. You know, the vet tech, she didn't recognize that. I know now that I would never have left that that vet's office because that was a whole hour that they could have been working on him and that his vital signs were just slowly going down, 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 you know. So if I can help another pet owner avoid that kind of tragedy, because I think about it all the time, you know, um, that's really my goal because I don't want him to have died in vain, if that makes sense.
0: It certainly does. I can sure understand that. I I uh, I hope you're, you're successful in, in uh, helping to prevent this type of thing from, for other pet owners, Jillian. It's, it's a really tragic thing to have had to, to go through.
1: Well, so far, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny. You know, not a lot of pet owners are even aware that these types of classes exist. So that has kind of been a little bit of a challenge for me. But I have started teaching the classes through um, Santa Monica College and West Los Angeles College, which is really great because up until um, up until I started teaching for the colleges, most of my students had been pet care professionals—you know, groomers and breeders and dog walkers and pet sitters—because you know, knowing these kind of techniques, um, these first aid techniques, it should is part of their job, really. Um, yeah. And because. Between the two colleges, they send out 180,000 brochures every time uh, for their classes. You know, it people flipping through are are becoming aware that these classes exist. So, and and you know, it's becoming more and more prevalent. So, I think Do you that I'm having
0: turnout with you. With oh yeah,
1: you yeah, it's client. excellent. I'm really happy.
0: That's wonderful. So maybe we can talk a little bit about the certification classes that you offer, and what kinds of things you cover in the class, and and how the certification works.
1: Okay, the um, the pet, the pet Saver class—that's that's the main class that I teach. It is an eight-hour course, and um, it's it's a certification course. And the reason we um, we certify people is because these kind of skills—it's just like with human um, first aid and CPR courses. With these types of skills hopefully you'll never have to use it but if you're not using it, you're going to lose it. So we um, the certification is good for two years and we're just asking people to get recertified every year because it's going to refresh these techniques and these skills so that if they have to call on these skills and they're going to be able to resource them from from their memory and the Pet Saver course it covers um, a whole wealth of life-saving information. We cover uh, CPR. Uh, we cover rescue breathing. We cover choking management, um, wellness and injury assessment. How to assess your pet's vitals. Um, what situations definitely require veterinary care? Poisoning, bleeding protocols. Um, the what is it? The American Animal Hospital Association. They have said that twenty-five percent more pets would survive if just one pet first aid technique were applied prior to receiving emergency veterinary care so that's a lot 25% more if you just knew what to do in order to get your animal to the vet and that's one of our key things you know the skills the that people learn in this class are not designed to take the place of a vet at all it is just designed to um... Help you in in that emergency situation to get your pet to the vet. And are your classes a uh, hands-on experience, Jillian? Do you use real dogs, or do you have other types of props that you use? They are. They are. They're um, a combination of lecture, demonstration, and hands-on. We use. We actually use stuffed animals. I got some nice animals at IKEA. And we, because a lot of the skills that we teach you, you can actually practice on live animals and, and, you know, we encourage, um, our attendees to do so, such as, um, learning how to, um, practicing how to muzzle their animal, because if you're practicing how to muzzle your animal, when you have to muzzle them in, a, in an emergency situation, they're thinking, you know, oh, we've done this before, this is cool, you know, they're, it's not like a freak out situation. Um Some of the yeah, I think
0: feel really important because you know for an animal that's never been muzzled before, and especially yeah. if you're going if you put them in a stressful situation already you know if they've been hit by a car or some other type of accident, they've been in a dog fight or whatever, and the adrenaline is already pumping, they're Absolutely. already injured, and now you're throwing something at them that's that's totally new and strange to them and probably a little bit scary. That's going to make things that much
1: worse. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's you know that's one of our, our our big mantras that we talk about. You know, is is just remain calm, remain calm, because you know we all know that that cats and dogs they kind of operate at a higher frequency than we do, anyway. You know, that's why they can detect cancer. Or you've heard about the cat that you know knew which person in the nursing home would was getting ready to oh, yeah, you know, yeah. cross the rainbow bridge. You're like, oh, I don't want her in my room, but. You know they operate at a, at a higher frequency than we do so you know already the adrenaline and and they can sense the kind of panic you know so if you can practice the muzzling and um you know when when they're in a calm situation and also you know we we have, we teach people to do what we call the snout to tail assessment and the snout to tail assessment is one of the biggest walk away skills that we teach it's not something that is just used in case of injury. I mean, yes, we do use it, um, but we actually encourage people to do it at least once a week because, you know, it, it helps to create a baseline with your pet. You know, that which can be measured can be improved. So if you're doing this snout-to-tail assessment, like on a weekly basis, you can see, um, you know, the changes that are going, and you, you should document these changes because a lot of times veterinarians don't, Believe the lay pet owner, you know, when they're when they walk into um, the 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 vet hospital, you know, they, they may say, "Oh, you know, this he just started scratching here." Well, the veterinarian is going to look at that and he's going to see massive hair loss, see scarring, and he knows that this has gone on for a while, but it's just something that's came into the pet owner's awareness, you know, recently. So we're trying to avoid situations like that so and encourage the
0: pet And that's already. the situation I see a lot in in my practice as a veterinarian. Oh, you know, a lot. Oh, of I'm sure. Look at things that I
1: know have been going on for a lot
0: longer than the owner is aware that it's been going on.
1: Right. And that's in and, and it's and in this class, you know, the pet owner will actually realize they know a lot more than about pet first aid than than they realize but it's just us trying to kind of bring it into their awareness and remind them that they know these things. And, with, like I said, with this snap-to-tail, um, uh, snap-to-tail assessment, you know, that, in the 15 years that we've been teaching the Pet Saver class, um, it saved thousands of lives. You know, we've had people that have, you know, went home after a class, and they, there was a woman that found a little, like, pea-sized um, lump on her dog, so she took it in. They did an aspiration, a needle aspiration of the lump. It was um, benign. She kept an eye on it. Three months later, it had grown to the size of a walnut. She took the animal in, and this time it was malignant. So they were able to do surgery. The dog's fine. Everything's cool. But, you know, had she not been keeping her eye on it, you know, that that thing grew from a pea to a walnut size in, in the course of three months. So had she not been able or had she not been keeping an an eye on it, it could have been, you know, much worse and it had a much um, scarier outcome. Sure. That
0: must be pretty satisfying to you as an instructor when you hear stories like that where you know
1: that what you taught someone has actually helped save their pet's life. Well, absolutely. You know, and that's why, you know, I sit there and I think, well, Diego was in that situation you know yes it was a routine teeth cleaning and, and you know those things are rare but for me to have gone through that it's brought me to this place now so that I can help other people does that make sense? <laughs> it does make sense yeah absolutely
0: it sort of uh, sort of makes it so that he didn't die
1: in vain absolutely absolutely and you know i talk about them of course in the class and you know and i do it not to kind of freak people out but just to encourage them you know they've already been because they're in my class they already are being more pro proactive in their pet's health but even to cr- encourage them to do become more so i suppose you know and you know because we talk about nutrition and we talk about exercise and we talk about supplementation you know it's um, one of the components of the caring for your senior Pedersen portion of the Pet Saver course, and we just want to make sure that you know we're we're giving our animals the optimally healthy lifestyle. Because if you given them a higher quality of life, then you can get typically a higher quantity of life. You know, you'll get more years out of that animal because you know you certainly. You don't want to invest all this love and, and happiness and, and just let it go by the wayside. Yeah, and a higher quality of life means a life that's a lot more comfortable for
0: them, you know, free of dental pain from bad teeth and, and uh, free of pain from arthritis, you know, at least if the, if the arthritis occurs, they know to look for it, they know to to um, do something about it. To, to Absolutely. It, uh, discomfort. Absolutely. Can I know that you offer some other courses besides the um, the Pet Saver certification class? Can you go through those those courses and and what you offer? Yes, the Sure. The the pet,
1: the pet Saver course we actually can we we can divide it up into three individual courses. So we can kind of you know if if sometimes we have dog groups that call up and maybe they um, meet once a month for you know two hours. So they don't really have eight hours at a time. So we kind of divide the class up into um, three different classes. The first one is called Caring for Your Senior Petizen, and we talk about um, how to create a lifestyle your, for your pet that minimizes the risk of injury, illness, and, and disease. We talk about signs and symptoms of aging, and as I talked before, like risk factors as far as diet, and nutrition, exercise, and training. Um, we encourage people to. Um, once the dog is over 7 years old uh we we encourage them to take their animal in for a a yearly geriatric screening we talk about disease and illness and then we also talk about you know euthanasia and, and what different plans that you should have in place if if your animal you know does get sick and pass you know what do you want to do with the body what what are you going to do if if you die before your animal you know i'm a volunteer at the west la animal shelter over here and so often we get animals in there that, you know, you have the little old lady who had her couple, you know, little old wiener dogs, (laughs) and she dies, and then, you know, Fritzy and Mitzi are these two old dogs that the rest of the family either doesn't want to take care of them or doesn't have the, the resources to take care of them. So these little old dogs, you know, last thing they knew... Their mama was, you know, their mama was there to take care of them. She goes in the hospital; they never see her again. You know, and and so many people don't think about what kind of plan do you have? Are you going to have in place if you go before your animal? It's so important, you know. Um, then another one of our classes is it's called Dental Care for Your Pet. And until I took the Pet Saver course, I never realized. You know, I knew that dental health care was important. Um, both for humans and for animals, but I didn't realize the the how important. You know, you can actually um, increase both humans and animals' life by 30% if you practice good oral hygiene. And we talk about how to brush the pets' teeth. We talk about signs of periodontal disease and the different stages. We discuss the two uh, types of prof- uh, professional cleaning and you know special considerations that you should take into. Um, um, special considerations if your animal is um, geriatric or, you know, has some kind of health problem. Um, and then the other part of the course is the actual, um, the pet CPR and first aid, which as I talked about before, is, you know, we talk about restraining the pet, heat and cold injuries, um, bites and stings, bleeding protocols. And then a final separate class that we have that's kind of separate from the pet saver is called knowing your pet's health. And it's a little two-hour class. Um, by knowing what what is normal for your pet, you're more quickly able to recognize what is not normal. So we talk about some things like the five components of optimal wellness. We talk about uh, nutrition, supplementation, and hydration, ten ingredients you never want in your pet's food. And we do touch upon this snout-to-tail assessment in this um, this little mini class also. And sometime towards the end of this year, we are planning on coming out with an emergency and disaster preparedness class um it is not out yeah yeah it's not out yet but um as soon as it gets out i'll be blasting the social media so and i'll be letting you know too
0: great okay yeah because that's that's really important you know when we have these these major disasters, you know, like we've had even this year with Joplin and it's a big tornado there, and and uh, what happened in New Orleans with the the hurricane a few years ago. Yeah, you know, people tend to look at those types of things and think they can't happen to them, but they certainly can, and they do. They
1: certainly do. They certainly do. And yeah, just with those tornadoes, you know, we've we've heard about all kinds of, you know, both uh, kind of heroic stories, you know, some. I uh, arrived as a uh, reporter was interviewing a woman, and she was talking about her dog, and her dog just arrived right with, as she was being interviewed. She talked about She had mi- been missing for a week, you know, so that was really heart-wrenching, you know, and then I re- uh, read just yeah, last week. Really,
0: they really yeah, there really have been some amazing stories that have been. Yeah,
1: and I, I read last week, this this was a gut-wrencher, that another woman had run out to the tornado to try to find her dog, and they find her, I don't know, a couple days later, her arms wrapped around a dog under under like a wall.
0: She found her dog. That
1: one, wow. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, kind of... You know, I think one of the
0: the really important things that people need to realize is that they're being evacuated from their home, even if they think they're only going to be evacuated for... A half hour, an hour, and then be able to return. They they need to take their pets with them because they just you never know. You don't you know never know. It could be long days or weeks later. From. Exactly, you never know how long you're going to be away from them and when you're going to be able to return to to get them out of there. If you don't take them with you when you leave.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, my dog is going with me everywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my yeah. Same same here. I have cats, and they have you know their carriers are are all packed and ready to go. We have an emergency kit. You know, we we uh, we have a plan, and, and if I leave the house, they come with me.
1: Good. And, and that's how it should be for everyone. You know, and that's a great tip that you were saying, you know, that you just said is, you know, have your, you, with, with your cats especially, because cats don't like that whole stimulus. You don't want to just stick them in the car, so you want to put them in a crate, and a really good idea is to have your emergency kit, your pet first aid kit in the crate so that you always know where it's at in an emergency and you can grab all that stuff. So that's a little yeah bit have that everything
0: together in, in one place so you can find everything quickly and easily that's a, a real good idea right
1: and you know another good idea for just for disasters is if, a, if your animal needs medicine to have some backup medicine because in the event of a natural disaster if there are medicines that humans can use in vet clinics and hospitals they're going to be rated in order to use them on the on the um, humans before the pets so yes that's true too. and you don't know i mean you know if it's
0: a widespread disaster your veterinary hospital may not be able to open right away you may not be able to reach your veterinarian to get the pills that you need absolutely so you know that's another thing to consider too so julian if people want to get a hold of you if they're interested in in taking your classes how, how can they get a hold of you and how can they learn more
1: they can. I have a website. They can go to www.healthypawsla.com. Um, they can also give me a call. Our landline is three one zero three one four seven seven four five. And uh, I have a plethora of information um, on the website. And um, you know, I've had people call me up and ask me you know different things about pet first aid, and I, I welcome all calls and and. You know if people want to learn more about what classes that we have uh, to offer or what our class schedule is, um, that's listed on there also.
0: For those of us that aren't lucky enough to live in in the area that you service, are there other options? There are other pet saver certification courses out there so how how can they find a similar type of thing in their own area?
1: Well, I'm actually, I, I was uh, trained by a company called Pet Tech, it's P-E-T-T-E-C-H, and they've been around for about 15 years. They are the most widely recognized um, pet first aid CPR training um, in the world, actually. We even, not we're not only in the U.S., we've now branched out to other countries, we're in... Um, Australia, the UK, Scotland, and I know that they want to branch out into even more countries. But if you go to, if, if any of your listeners go to that's net, they can find an instructor in their area. We have, in the U.S. alone, I think we have over 400 instructors. And if they're unable to find an instructor in their area, then... I highly encourage them to maybe be one, become an instructor, you know, start helping save save the pet's lives like I do and like the other instructors do around the country because we really, really love what we're doing. And it's really, we have kind of a, a family atmosphere.
0: That's wonderful, Julie. And it's been wonderful talking with you. Uh, before we say goodbye, is there anything else that, that you'd like to add? Anything else you'd like to tell our, our audience?
1: Well, I just want to encourage people to take a moment out of their lives and, you know, don't put it on the back burner to take a pet first aid CPR course. Um, You never know what's going to happen, and you really want to have the tools that we teach you in your toolkit so that you can be the caring, conscientious pet owner that you really want to be. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, and, and,
0: uh, yeah, you want people to... To know the information before they have need of it, they don't want to Absolutely. find themselves in a in a situation like you you did with Diego. Absolutely. Well, thank you no. very much, Jilly. And i thank I've you, Lori. Enjoyed speaking with you. And good luck with your uh, with your pet saver classes.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm really excited about getting the word out to all of your listeners.
0: Well, there you have it. Another episode of Animal Cafe. We hope you'll join us next week when we bring you another interesting and informative podcast. Thank you.